Fire School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome to Spin Air Skull. We are back for another week and this week we are tackling two choice subjects. We are going to be chatting geography and history. So if you are a student that studies either and you're looking for ways and means to ace them in your written exams or perhaps you're opting for a series of accumulated grades, we have got all the tips and tricks you need to do your very best this year. Delighted to be joined on this morning's show by Leaving Sir Geography textbook author, geography teacher, and geography expert, Mike Oregon. You're very welcome to Spinner Skull. Thank you very much for having me. Mike, obviously you're a geography nerd. Look, it's your subject, you teach it, you must love it. But there's a lot of students out there who are probably very nervous for the amount of learning they've got to do to prepare to sit this written exam. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A self-confessed geography nerd. Yeah, it can be quite intimidating in terms of the amount of content. But I suppose one of the things that has been done this year to make it a little bit better is that you can now focus on one section and actually attempt two questions from that section. Previously, you had your physical geography, your regional geography, then you had an elective and you had an option. This year, you're allowed to actually let one of those sections go and focus on maybe trying to do two questions from one section. Um, So that can cut out a little bit of learning, but of course, it also means that you have to be that a little bit better um, at whichever section you're going to focus on. Um, I suppose, Starting off, what I would encourage students to do if they're getting to the point where they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed is to look at their option, which is their long essay. For most students, uh, that's their geoecology. For some, it might be culture and identity. Um, Geoecology essay, it's pretty much the smallest section on the course. Um, So if you are able to actually go through your soil section and your biome section, it's highly possible you're going to be able to answer two questions from that section. Two of those essays in total will weigh in at 32%. Um, plus your, your uh, field trip, your geographical investigation that's done, you're already up to 52% of your paper completed. Um, and it's just an area that students could perhaps focus on. So even if they go back and look at the last maybe two to three years of exam papers, they'll begin to see there's a trend as well in what comes up. So last year, there was human interference with soil. There was also characteristics of a biome. This year, one of the big glaring ones that perhaps could be a good one to uh, focus on would be human interference with biomes. So felling of rainforest, degradation of soil, um, human interference with uh, the Irish biome itself and also industrial development. They're your four key headings. Focusing on them, there is a, a very good chance of that one being there. And also then perhaps looking at soil forming processes as well are two questions that just look like uh, they're, they're due to make an appearance on the paper. Yeah, that's really positive to hear. I think it's funny when I hear you mention the biome, I still somewhere in my brain can nearly remember, although I did my Leaving Cert 10 years ago, the hot desert biome, the 17 pages you had to write about it. But uh, I know that the beauty of geography is, and maybe it's changed over the years, but for a lot of your essays, you can accompany them with diagrams or drawings. And that is that sometimes a good way to get marks or you're kind of thinking, no, you need to know the facts. I, I suppose but diagrams are fine. Um, the problem with them is timing. Okay. So they're worth two marks uh, for most questions, unless they're actually specified. So they're worth two marks. They count as an SRP, a significant relevant point. That's fine if you can get a sketch down on paper with your frame around it and your title on it in the space of probably 30 seconds. Um, but it would be much easier to actually get a written SRP down in that time. Um, They are good if you're feeling like for, again, the geoecology section that you are just missing an SRP or you have a little bit of time. It's great to add them in because they're a nice, fast, efficient way if you have your written pieces complete of maybe bulking up your answer. Um, 
But I suppose what I would always say is if you think of the labels you would put into a diagram, maybe make sure that you develop those into full SRPs within the body of your answer instead. And it might just be a faster and more rewarding way to get your marks as well. Um, but diagrams, if you have time, absolutely. But, but timing sometimes can be a bit of an issue. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because we know that the geography exam is two hours and 50 minutes, the written paper. So it's quite a long exam, but at the same time, you've got an all merciful amount of writing to do in that time. Yeah, I, I wish it was longer. Um, I think one of the things that has become very apparent is the timing issue with geography. So um, students have to be very conscious of that. And there is a habit and we all have it. If you're good at something, you want to spend more time doing it. Um, if you have got that perfect answer that you have learned off for a question, you want to get all your points down. Um, so you have to be very disciplined. You know, you have to stick to your timing. So for your 20 mark answers, you have to be looking at eight minutes. Okay, eight minutes is the maximum you spend on them. Some people try to get them done sooner. Don't rush them either. Take your, t uh, your eight minutes, get them done. Your 30 mark essays, which are kind of the, the bane of every student's life, the, the ones in geography that they constantly feel are never ending. Um, you have 12 minutes, 12 and a half minutes to get those done. So just be careful with how you approach the paper. It doesn't have to be done in the order the paper appears. So short questions, physical, regional, your elective, your option. You don't have to do them like that. My preference and what I always ask my own students to do, and they, it has been successful, start off with my favorite that I've already mentioned a couple of times to you, Ecology. It's the largest single essay you have to learn. So not quite 17 pages, but definitely four A4 pages well-developed will get you your 80 out of 80. Um, that's the largest individual piece of learning you have to do. So therefore get that down first, okay? It's a great confidence boost as well, knowing that 16% is just in the bag after your 30, 32 minutes in the class. Then I would tackle your physical geography because physical geography tends to be the most familiar for students. Um, it's very factual. It doesn't, it involves very precise, very accurate pieces of information and they tend to be the area, it scores much higher than the other sections. So spend an hour and four minutes getting your geoecology and your physical section done. Then give your hand a little bit of a break and tackle the short questions. Sometimes students get through the short questions quicker. Um, if they do, you know you save time. But when you head on to your final two sections, you should have an hour and four minutes left. Okay, an hour, four minutes, 32 minutes each section. And then you know you're not going to be leaving out a 30 marker. You're not, so leaving out a question is, is the, biggest, um, the biggest error you can make because you're, you're losing 4%, 6% just from simply not getting it done in time. And, um, but just think about what do I know best tackle them first, be strict on yourself with time, and then a little bit of a breather for the short questions to give your mind a rest as well, and then onto your final two sections at the end. Yeah, that's some great advice. And I love the fact that you can kind of strategically plan how you're going to attack a paper. I know that sounds like fighting talk, but let's face it, like that's what we need to do if you want the H1 in geography or in any subject at Leaving Cert for that matter. Um, I guess, Mike, in terms of questions that students could potentially bank on, you've mentioned, you know, that the geography paper follows trends and year in, year out. You can kind of map out what maybe you could predict might be on the paper. What, in your professional opinion, would you be predicting? Um, well, I suppose predictions are just that, um, they're, they're guesses essentially, but I suppose the one thing that you need to be familiar with is when you look at every paper, since 2006, you have been asked a landform of erosion or a landform of deposition every single year. Um, so that's a guarantee question we can almost say here. Um, it has been there every year since. So this year, uh, your coastal and river field trip was based around erosion. So, and last year, the feature that came up in the paper was erosion. So maybe deposition first and then have your erosion as a backup as well. Um, also, one question that's very, very popular over the last few years has been your plate boundaries, uh, either constructive or destructive. Last year was constructive. 
this year maybe look at destructive. Um, the essays that go with that tend to be um, the formation of volcanoes, earthquakes, and fold mountains, the distribution of them. Those are questions that are almost constantly appearing on the paper also. So that's for physical, you would definitely look at them. Also, there has been a minimum of one rock question, um, almost always two rock questions on uh, the course every single year on the paper. Last year, they looked at igneous and metamorphic rocks. Sedimentary rock hasn't been asked for in a while. Again, one to look at. Um, what they also like to look at is they link the rock question to landforms in Ireland. So also be aware of limestone, know that it creates burn, um, your basalt, the Antrim Derry Plateau. Um, they're common questions. The other one to look at is human interference with surface processes. So human interference with rivers or human interference with coasts. Um, another popular question comes up very, very regularly. There's also one that, again, is, is I think universally hated by many students, um, is isostatic movement. Isostatic movement since 2009 has only not appeared in the paper, I think, twice. So it's a higher level only topic. So on a higher level paper, you can be expected that it's going to be a frequent appearance. Um, and physical geography is probably your best bet at getting some, some absolute banked questions. Also, for your 20 markers, you are going to be asked to sketch an ordnance survey map. Um, again, some people love them, some people hate them, but they're really easy to get full marks on. Um, they, they are quite, they're, they're marked in a way that kind of rewards you for just getting it done neatly, getting it done in time. You don't need to color them in or anything like that. They're quite fast, they're quite efficient, and they generally, if you look over the years, have been coupled up with some nice questions as well. Um, also, the reason for that, your map question is one of the things that the last examiner report, chief examiner report was concerned on. They said that the standard of sketching had maybe decreased a little bit over the years. So there tends to be an encouragement to attempt those questions. Um, so it's something I would look at. As regards your uh, regional geography, for those of you doing it, um, a map of Ireland um, is something that, that students sometimes struggle with, but it is likely to appear in question 4A. Um, you're looking at secondary activities um, in Europe. You're looking at primary activities, perhaps in Ireland. Um, Again, if you look, if you just look from 2017, 18, 19, you will see the trends, the questions that pop out, and they tend to just constantly shuffle between them. Um, so while I can give guaranteed questions, you can even add to anything I have said by simply just taking maybe 20 minutes to go through your papers. And all exam papers do actually have at the opening cover of your paper, and some people just skip it and some people take note of it. They have the frequency of questions and what years they've come up. And to take 10 minutes to look at it could be the most valuable thing you do this weekend as regards geography. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Really, really great advice, Mike. And thank you for that. I guess just finally and in a nutshell, and I always feel like I need to ask this question because I was in this category when I did my leaving cert. We've got to give a shout out to the crammers, right? Because there are going to be crammers that are there the week before and they're like, look, will I, won't I? I'll just sit the written paper in geography as insurance. I'm going to get the predictive grade as well, but feck it, I'll do it to be safe. What advice are you giving the crammer? For the crammer, again, I go back to being strategic and being aggressive about it. Geoecology, learn it inside out, focus on that topic. It's short. There are two, there are essentially two chapters in it or two topics in it. That could be worth 32% of your leaving cert. Okay, so that's a H7 plus your field trip. You're on 52% already. Short questions, you're up to 70% or 68%. Um, and your physical geography will bring you up then a further. You're up into the 80s at that point. Um, 
but don't try and do everything all at once because when people do that they end up having you know that moment at three o'clock in the morning where they're covered in paper just going this is pointless focus on a topic learn it inside out before you move on to the next one um, but look at the old reliables the landform of erosion and deposition look at the ordnance survey map look at your biome questions they're always there they're always the reliables and they're always the ones that you can score really well in um, and and crammers it's amazing what you can get done in, in a couple of weeks. Um, and we every year you will be rewarded for it, but just don't give up. Great advice. Absolutely. And well said. Some fantastic tips on Leaving Cert Geography. And very shortly on the show, we will look at Leaving Cert History in a similar style. And speaking of geoecology, we'll be chatting to Dermot Gavin, who is an award-winning gardener, who I'm sure spends an awful amount of time thinking about geoecology. So let's find out what he has to say about that Leaving Cert elective. It's all on the way very shortly on Spinner Skull. Stay tuned. Spinner Skull, the podcast. To learn more about our other podcasts, check out Spin Online or download the GoLoud app. Spin.